What's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Chatting in the City podcast. Been away for, what is it, three weeks now? But we're back, and today you guys are in for a treat. Chatting has gone international. We out here doing big things. Um, I'm here with a special guest uh, coming live and direct from Manchester, I assume. James, how you doing, brother? I'm very well, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure, dude. Um, so I guess to put, to give a little bit of context about how this happened, um, I don't think you know a bunch of this stuff, but I'll tell you and the people as well. So I'll take us back. In high school, um, for some reason, I've always felt like a piece of my heart always belonged in the UK or just England, maybe. I grew up playing soccer, so that might be part of it, watching the EPL and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I also listened to a lot of like UK artists in high school. Um, so I ran into Jacob Banks' stuff on YouTube, people oh, like, I don't know, Blue Robinson, JP Cooper, Leon Lavas, all those like big artists in the UK. Um, and then, so, you know, I was obviously listening to their stuff. And then you fast forward, I don't know, six, five years or whatever. And I'm on the gram, right? I follow Jacob Banks and he he posted one of your early episodes of your oh, podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, what's this, right? I click on it. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is funny. So I go to the YouTube and I start watching, you know, I comment every now and then. And it was, the strangest thing to me was realizing how much I could see myself reflected in you guys. Right. Obviously, we live in different countries. We've had different upbringings, different, you know, different cultures and all that. But the fascinating thing was to see how we've sort of been consuming the same popular popular culture Hmm. and how we sort of we connect at that level. And it was what I was thinking, like, if I met these guys, I'd be like, oh, you know, we could be boys. Obviously, they're older than me or whatever. But it's like I consider there's there was that connection there. And then I reached out to you and you were, you know, you're graceful enough to uh, actually come do this. So thanks again. No worries, man. Thank you for, for having me, bro. It's, it's an honor. Like, uh, this stuff is all new to me. I'm not used to people asking me for stuff. Um, so I'm more, I'm more than happy, man, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so I had some questions for you. One of the questions I had, I guess, relates to the whole popular culture thing and how we sort of, we're all, the internet is crazy, right? We're all kind of consuming the same stuff and the stuff that we consume sort of affects what we think about and what we talk about with our friends and what we do. Um, so my question is about mental health in the context of the, of the UK, right? Mm. It's a bit broad, but to make it more specific to you, um, do you feel like there's been a change in the willingness to talk about mental health and address issues relating to mental health within your friend groups now, as opposed to when you guys were back in university? Um, I would say probably yes. Um, I think mainly, how do I explain it? I think, yeah, like in university is a lot about, um, I'm assuming this is, this is globally, but in university is a lot about kind of like a lot of like finding your identity and trying to see where you fit. Uh, university is like the only place where you're considered a you're technically considered an adult especially here in the uk in the uk at 18 you're a fully fledged adult there's pretty much nothing in the uk you can't do at 18 um so you go to university you don't know anyone and even your your boys like the boys um that have now so if you had jacob Mm -hmm. uh a few of our other friends uh we're all best friends in university but like it's just i don't know it's just a level of bravado and they're, they're your boys, but you don't know that this is going to go on forever. Do you know what I mean? Right, we don't right. know where this is going to end up and we don't know really what we mean to each other. We just, you kind of, you 
you're, you're there out of circumstance. Mm. You don't know if you're, you're, you're real friends or if you're just boys because there's no one else around and we don't know anyone and, and all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say now uh, is a lot more transparent with mental health and stuff like that, how, we, how we're feeling at the minute. But I think a, a big part of that is also, for one, a lot more life experience. And we've, we've seen each other. There's a point where you, you see people go through certain circumstances in their life and if that person is then has the balls to tell you that they're fine, then you know that they're not really your friend. Yeah. And it gets to a point where there's certain things that can happen to someone. So in our group of friends, obviously there's a lot of, we've known each other for what, uh, about 11, about 11, 12, 12 uh, going on 12 years now. We've all been best friends for about, my group of friends, there's five of us. Yeah. We've been best friends for about 12 years. Um, so the stuff that we've all gone through that if you have, yeah, if you've, if you've got the balls to say that you're just fine and just brush it off, then it's like, okay, cool. We're not, we're not that close because yeah, I know yeah, that's yeah. not the truth. I know that's not the truth. Uh, and actually, strangely enough, I think the podcast has been like a big difference in that as well for me and had uh, within our friendship group because there's just, I don't know, there's just stuff that we're just a lot freer now to talk about. Right. And it just kind of opens the doors for conversation. You can pick up because we, we say so much and people listen to it Um you can just kind of start a conversation. Like a lot of our friends will just message us and be like, oh, you know when you guys were talking about X, Y, and Z uh, on last week's episode? They'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, oh, cool. Like, that reminds me of this thing that's happened to me right now and this is actually kind of fucked. And then it's just like, you just delve right in there. You don't, and you don't feel like you're having to confide in someone. You don't feel like you're having to be vulnerable with someone because we're, it feels like, oh, we were already talking about this and it fits right in. And you don't have to just kind of, you don't feel like you're kind of, killing the mood or killing the vibe or being weak or whatever it is you want to call it um but yeah i definitely think at the minute the the whole conversation the whole dynamic has changed within like specifically my social group in terms of like mm. speaking about your mental health and how you're doing and stuff like that i think it's it's definitely more encouraged than when, when we were when we were younger for sure right right um i guess like i completely agree with the fact that you know if somebody can't come you know, let's say you know talk to you about whatever's going on in their life and they just tell you that they're okay you know, it's like, yeah, okay, so I guess we're not really that close. I kind of related to the fact that if I can't, if I don't feel comfortable making fun of you, then like, yeah, we're not really that close. And if you don't feel yeah, comfortable yeah. making fun of me as well, it's kind of like that, you know, it's, I guess you get, people can say it's toxic, right? Guys, you know, they make fun of each other to show affection. It's backwards. It doesn't make any sense. But it's like, I think, it, you know, those are, are the same level. And you said that being doing the pod has kind of helped people, not just, you know, I guess your group of friends kind of like, has given him almost like a jump off point to discuss certain things, right? So you talk about something on the pod, you're like, hey, you know, whatever, me me and my friends are going through this, whatever, whatever. And your friends are like, oh yeah, man, you guys were talking about that, you know, same things happened to me or whatever, whatever. You don't yeah. feel the need to actually like try to draw the thing out of them. They almost like they're willing to just tell you right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 100%. Wow, okay, okay. And um, on the pod, you've mentioned several times about your social anxiety. And I was curious, how has that affected your day-to-day life? Um, because, you know, I have friends who also have social anxiety and they're kind of like talking to them and sort of figuring out what it is that they go through on the single, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Um, it's wild, bro. It's really wild. I, mean, I don't have it, but just knowing that the fact of like that arousal, having that, like, just, I hate that feeling. Like neuroadrenaline mm-hmm. pumping through your body. It's it's one of the worst things you can have when you're not, you know, trying to whatever fight or flight or whatever. So I'm curious, how has that affected your, your day-to-day life? Um. 
I mean, the these days it it doesn't affect me too badly. There's been times in my life where it would affect me to a degree that you're probably not aware of. So it's different. No, it's not different, but it's like there's a weird culture in the UK, especially mm. that is like it's social anxiety about heart, but it's like um, so we have a terminology over here called beg friend, right? And no one wants to be a beg friend. So a beg friend is basically someone where your um you may you may have heard me and Fred talk about it before but we talk about it sometimes is that a big friend in the uk means that you're you're someone who who doesn't have any friends for example and so it primarily like for example the the time where i actually met fuhad right um it was him and another one of our friends talking i had, I had no one like first day at university i had no one to speak to but um there's a level there's i don't know there's a weird culture here in the uk where it's not it's not cool for me to go and talk to them. It's not cool for me to just go up and be like, oh, hey guys, I'm James. Like, I don't really know anyone here. Like, what's going on kind of thing. It's just not cool to do that. That's what we call a beg friend. So someone could turn around and be like, oh shit, this guy is lonely and he's begging friend with us. And you don't want to be that guy. So there's always this weird caveat, or at least when I was younger, of like, I don't want to be a beg friend. I don't want to be a beg friend. And I, I seemed to hold it closer to my chest than other people so obviously me and all my friendships we my school friends we all went to university at the same time right i was the only one that went to my university all my other friends from school separated to all different universities and we all had this thing like oh, i'm not begging friend i'm not going to be, be a beg friend i'm not going to be a beg however they all seem to make friends real quick mm. whereas i kind of was like every time they tell me like oh i met this group of of people in, in like my dorms and stuff like that we're going to go out tonight etc i used to think these fucking guys, man, they're all big friends. Like, I can't do that. When really, I didn't realize it's like, the reason I'm not doing it is because I have social anxiety. I'm just yes. telling myself that I'm not being a big friend. I'm just telling myself that I'm prideful. When really, mm. I'm extremely socially anxious and I, str- I struggle too much to talk to people that I don't know. Right. Um, so that was like a weird thing growing up is that I didn't think it affected me very much because I just went under the caveat that I'm not a big friend and that's just who I am. Like, I this is the culture that we grow up on. And I just follow that culture. Right. Whereas the reality is, is like, I'm, I'm too anxious to talk to people. Like, I don't know how this is going to go. Right. And the um, reality of being a big friend perpetuated of, of not trying to be a big friend, sort of like perpetuated your social anxiety, right? It's 100%. a cycle just keeps going. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So it's like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, Oh, cool. Like I'm not going to be a big friend. And really the reason I don't want to be a big friend is because I'm socially anxious. But the fact that, if I talk to someone, they might think I'm a big friend is making me more socially anxious. So yeah, like exactly like you said, it's a vicious cycle, vicious cycle. So just the day that I, the first ever day that I spoke to Fuhad and our other friend, Aaron was just like, my heart was racing. Cause I was thinking, dude, I don't know where this is going to go. Like, I don't even know if I say hi to these guys, they're just going to turn around and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like today is not the day. Like this is, you're embarrassing yourself. So there was a lot of that. It used to affect me a lot. Like when I first started university, um just even stuff like i remember the the social interactions again we had a had a, a flatmate on my very very first night there i didn't know anyone she introduced herself i was obviously happy to speak to her and mm. then she said oh i'm gonna go out like there's this massive um like bar crawl so everyone's gonna go from bar to bar to bar to bar to bar to bar tonight obviously it's like to get to know each other are you gonna come i'm like me and you we can go together and just the concept of going and meeting people at every bar with a girl that I don't even know, I was just like, oh, hell no. I'm not doing right. that. There's just no way I'm not doing that. So I ended up staying 
um, in my 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 flat, my, my apartment by myself, just in my dorm, just by myself, watching TV, just lonely. I can hear all the fucking trumpets and drums, everyone right. screaming, everyone have a good time. I was just like, bro, this is tough, man. Um, so it used to affect me a lot. Back when I was younger, it used to affect me so badly, especially in like new situations. But these days, it's um, it's not too bad. Um, yeah. I think as well, like these days, the the podcast definitely helps because people feel like they know me. Right. So I don't really have to be the one to introduce myself as much. No best friend. People, yeah, exactly. I don't have to be the big friend. Now they're yeah. now they're the big friend, and they have to come. They have to come and chat to me. So it's just like uh, it's a lot of stuff. But even even till now, it, it gets me. Like um, at the minute, me and Fu had a dealing with a lot of kind of like sponsorship stuff and mm-hmm. like um, collaborations with a lot of other creators and stuff like that. And just even sending over an email or a DM to someone who hasn't approached us first, mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, nah, I can't do it. 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 It's just, yeah, it's. Just, I have to get over it. But it, it's something that does affect me like, in very rare those are rare situations so it's not something that i think about day to day but even to a point where i'm just like oh for crying out loud i think it's something that i shouldn't have to think about whereas like for example fuya doesn't think about it he just does it and i'm just like damn i wish i could do that bro but i'm stuck there for like 10 minutes just like oh i don't want to do this do i want to do this like um we actually spoke um to another podcast that's uh based near where we live and um we were just trying to sort out some dates and I sent off the original message like, oh, hey guys, what's up? Uh, we should sort something out, et cetera, et cetera. And they were like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So everything's going well. And all it took was for them to say, oh, when can you do? And I said, oh, I can do this date. And they said, oh, we can't do that date. It's, it was all it took was them to, oh, we can't do that date for me to be like, I'm done here. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's get me out of this conversation. Like, this is just too awkward. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Um, so yeah, little stuff like that, it does affect me. But it's just something, yeah, just something you learn to deal with, really, man. I don't really know what kind of, I don't really have any coping mechanisms, really, to be to be fair. It's, it's just something I'm. Right, right. I'm um, do you think it's? Do you think it stems from the fact that, like you said, it's uh, maybe like the idea of rejection in the back of your mind? Like you said, when you reached out to that podcast and they said, "Hey, we can't do that," and you're like, "Oh, here comes the big no. It's coming. It's coming. Let's just, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. cut it off before we get there." And you know, I get hurt essentially. Um, yeah. Do you think that's where it's coming from? Potentially. Um, yeah potentially like i think that that's that's probably the case like um we had uh i think yeah you're probably right because that happened um again not with a with a sponsorship deal luckily it came back around so um me and Fido working with a sponsor you'll see you'll see literally like next week who it is but basically <laughs> um we're working with a there's a there's another podcast that we follow and we, we have a good um kind of relationship with them and they got sponsored by this company mm. um so i reached out to them i was like this is like a company that i've wanted to work with for a long time so um they were, i was like oh how did you guys like sort this out and they said oh we just we, we emailed them we just reached out sent them our, our figures and stuff like that and then they put us on the books for a trial etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, and now we work with them like on a year contract and mm. then they reached out to me and they said oh dude like you guys are popping so you just do it like just email them and it'll be fine and because I hold this like company in such high regard, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. There is no way in hell I'm putting myself out there right now for them to tell me no. And I'm just like crushed. There's no way. Um, coincidentally, that company 
yeah, this is like just random, but that company emailed us like last week just and just sorted it out. So that took a lot of pressure off me. But um, just like that, just like you can you can get what you want, but it the fear of rejection stops me literally anything. Like I would yeah. be the worst guy if I really wanted to like work in the corporate world, I would never get anywhere because I'm not the guy who's going to be asking for promotions, asking yeah. for raises. Like I just, the fear of rejection for me is just like, it's intense. It's, it's super intense. But like, I think at the time, I don't consider it a fear of rejection. It's only when like we're having this conversation right now where you, where you ask me, oh, do you think it's the fear of rejection? Mm. That when I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe it is. At the time, it's just like, you justify a million different reasons in your head why you wouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, and none of them are, I'm too scared to get rejected. You never tell yourself that. You always tell yourself it's, it's, a, it's a grown man. real like, it's, it's, And that's why like, it all stems back to like, that beg friend thing that worked so well for me growing up. That's just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, the way I feel, the re- reason I feel like this is because I'm a man. Like, to be a big, fr- a big friend in the UK is to be weak. And I don't beg friend with anyone. So I'm clearly I'm a man. So it's cool. It's only when you become a man that you realize that like, shit. That's not what it was at all, bro. It sounds like you're yeah. a pussy. But yeah. So good. Um, we you're, you were talking about the beg friend thing and like, you know, feeling anxious, uh, feeling anxious to talk to, talk to um, Fuwa and Aaron the first time you guys were, you know, met. I mean, I can imagine how like, <laughs> I've said this before. Fuad's laugh is, actually, no, Jacob said it. His laugh is, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know what it is. Like, if he's laughing at you, <laughs> you're <laughs> You will want to crawl and just cry. <laughs> bro, it's tough. It's intimidating. It's an aggressive laugh, bro. It's intimidating, man. You don't want it. You definitely don't want it. It's, it's tough. That's mad. And, you know, uh, you mentioned briefly about the whole thing about, you know, being a back friend and how it relates to being weak, right? Um, and obviously yourself being a black male, weak stuff. It's, it's all like, you know, that's a whole other discussion we could have, but... We don't have the time for it. Um, something else I wanted to ask you about was um, body image in men, right? Mm. So a little bit that I know about you, you used to you know, play a bunch of sports. You play ball, you boxed, and you did you know, a little bit of bodybuilding and personal training, right? Yeah. Um, so recently, gyms have been closed down for you guys. You haven't been able to go to the gym and do any of that. I'm curious, how, is, how has that affected your body image and how you see yourself and your self-esteem? Because for a lot of people, like this period – has like really put a mirror up to their face. It's like, oh, like the gym is actually really important to, you know, how I feel and how I see myself, and my self-esteem and therefore my well-being, right? And on one of the episodes you uh, you were talking about how um, you made food one day, right? And you had a plate and you sat down, put it on your lap and then your stomach pushed it just a little push, bit, just a little bit. Bro. bro, I was crying laughing because <laughs> that's so relatable. It's so relatable to everyone right now, right? Dude, it was, that was horrific. That was horrific. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, to be fair, it's affected me like in a big way. Mm. Um, it's been super tough. I think, again, it's just like you, you come up with your own justifications that just get you through the day. Um, just like, for example, just like, I'm not seeing anyone right now. I'm, I'm just going Mm. from point A to point B, like, um, I'm doing okay, but it's just like the little things that catch you out that really hit you the hardest like it's not like an everyday struggle where you look at yourself in the mirror because i i look at myself in the mirror and it's not that bad because i think mainly because what probably helps me is because i know i can get in shape if that makes sense yeah. 
it's not a point where I've been unhealthy or overweight for like a long time and I've never really been in shape and I've hit rock bottom and then I'm just depressed. It's a case of like, I've been in shape my entire life. So this is just interesting to me. Like, I'm just ready. Like when the gym's open, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's get to work. Like this it's is a challenge. Be fun. It's like, a challenge. Yeah, let's see how this fast I get fun. back in shape. Two weeks, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, exactly. So it, that's kind of some some stuff that helps me get through it. Um, however, yeah, it's the little bits. It's the sitting down and the and the plate moves. It's the um, what else was it the other day? The pod as well. There was one episode I had one tight t shirt on. This was a couple months ago, and there was just a just a little crease just here, man. And I was like, bro, what what is going on, man? It's just seeing yourself in that perspective. You're like, dude, that's embarrassing, man. Um, and like, yeah, it's little, little things like that. You just, it's just mortifying. Like you understand why dudes wear shirts in the pool now. Do you know what I mean? Like it's something that you just like, dude, like to have to deal with this. If I had to deal with this every day, like, I don't know how I would cope. Um, but I think it's definitely affected. It's not affected. It's definitely affected my confidence in myself. I would say that hundred percent. It's little things that I would never, ever, I've never in my entire life thought about. Like I said, like sitting down, how I, I end up thinking, if I'm in a group of people, I end up thinking how I look sat in this position. Right, right. Little stuff like that. I've never experienced that in my entire life. And um, yeah, that's tough. It is super tough. But I think the gym's open here in about three weeks. Um, so fingers crossed. Everything goes smoothly. That's uh, interesting because you said, you know, in, uh, a little while back in one of the pods, you sat down and there was a crease. It's like, I didn't notice that. I don't think anybody really noticed that, but you know, right? That's, that's the, the thing, big thing dude. about it. Like, that's the thing. Oh, you know. No, that's the thing. Like, no one gives a shit, but I'm obsessing about it. Like, dude, there was one the other day. What, have you seen, like, um, the no beard filter going around at the minute? No, I haven't. Dude, right. So there's this weird little trend that's going around um, where, like, it's a, I think it's on Snapchat. The fil- uh, Yeah, the filter's on Snapchat. So it's a filter on Snapchat that will, will show you what you look like without a beard. Mm-hmm. And everyone's doing it and they're like, oh shit, it's mad accurate. Like it's mad accurate. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. Let me give it a go. Dude, I gave it a go. My cheeks were like out here. This thing's just CGI in my cheeks out here. And I'm like, bro, is that, if I shave my beard tomorrow, is that what it's going to look like? Because if it is like, just kill me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. Like you said, like you didn't notice it. No one mentioned it, but I was obsessing about it. Obsessing about it. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a realm I'm not used to for sure. Like it's tough. It's real tough. I couldn't imagine di- feeling like this just like for years at a time. And feeling like this, to, to people feel like this to the point where they don't even want, like I can't wait to go to the gym because I need it gone. Mm. Some people feel so self-conscious about it that they don't even want to go to the gym to sort it out. Right. And that's where I'm like, holy shit, that's like a, I, I can't imagine that. Yeah, it's that's demoralizing, cool. man. It's demoralizing. And it's interesting because like, you know, Nobody wants to talk about like body image in men because it's like, oh, whatever. You know, most of the advertising is targeted at women. It's forced them to be skinny or be like a Kardashian or whatever, whatever. Yeah, but, like, yeah, what do yeah, we yeah. talk about? No, nobody cares about what men are going through. Nobody really cares. Bro, it's tough for men because like the thing is as well, that's the thing that no one, because women are loud about it. Women are very loud about their insecurities. So men have to take mm. the cues that they're given. So like I said, women are very loud that um, they don't like the way women are portrayed in social media and um, the Kardashians. They don't 
think as as an avid representation of the female form, et cetera, et cetera. So men taking that information, they're very careful about what they say. But mm. if you're a gentleman, if you're a prick, then that's it. But if you talk to a woman, it's not about like, oh, if like if you do like I don't know. Men don't take the forefront to be like, oh my God, like my type is tits, flat stomach, tiny waist, mm. fat ass. Like they're not going to say that in front of other women who don't look like that because right. they understand that that's going to be extremely triggering for someone. Whereas women, because men aren't loud about their insecurities like that, they don't, they don't take that in. So when they're seeing, um, you put Dwayne Johnson on the screen, bro, they'll lose their shit. And they're just like, bro, look at his body. Look at his body. They don't give a fuck that the <laughs> husband doesn't look like that. They don't care. It doesn't even register that they might be triggering their partner or just another man in the room by saying that, that that's the most unattainable physique on planet Earth. Right. And I'm stuck here, can't even work out, can't even get myself in a position where I can try and look like that. And I have to hear how like pumped you are just to see him on screen yeah like um yeah it's tough it's tough man it's tough so stuff like that is is yeah you're right it's it's, no one gives a shit about how men feel about their 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 bodies because you need to literally man up that's the term like if you if you start crying about what a woman says about another man it's just like bro the next response out of their mouth is going to be bro come on man up like what are you what are you doing what are you doing? Don't be a bitch. Know. It's wild. It's wild. Like you're gonna, go, like you said, you're gonna compare me or some other guy to Dwayne Rock Johnson, right? Our gyms are closed, bro. I can't do nothing. He has his own gym, dude. He has he a has ranch. A He's got a gym. gym. Like, what are we, bro? Yeah, it's it's tough, man. But it's tough. But yeah, like I said, the other way around. If 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 you're sitting with your woman and then, then I don't even know who, um, Kendall's on on screen, and you're like, bro, look at that stomach. Yeah. Look how flat is. You're gonna get a frying pan in your head. It's just like, how could you be? How could you possibly be so insensitive to say that? Um, when, like, when, for example, when they all look like that from surgery, and then women can't look like that, they get upset because they think, bro, you can't speak like that in front of me. That's insensitive. But like, like I said, the other way around doesn't work. Doesn't yeah. work. And it, it speaks means- to um, sorry to interrupt. It speaks to a lot okay. of like what I've been thinking about in terms of like how body image is tied to vanity, right? And obviously how physical activity is, you know, within that relationship as well. So so the media is the relationship. Like we all think about, you know, I work out because I want to be healthy. I work out because I want, you know, I want to, you know, basically people want to say they work out because I want to be healthy. But there's also the flip side of that coin is, you know, it's the vanity aspect, right? I want to look at myself and, sorry? Yeah, 100%, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I want to look at myself and be like, oh yeah, look at that, you know, I'm looking good. I'm looking, oh yeah, I'm looking good, whatever. And so when that gym thing is taken away, the thing that mediates it, you start looking and say like, oh my God, I don't look so good, right? And then you start spiraling down. Yeah, bro, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like I said, it's the little things and it's stuff like you don't realize how bad it is. Like I've never really been the guy that needs to get like, beach fit i've always been at like a reasonable level mm-hmm. of fitness that like if a like a vacation was around the corner like i've never thought like oh my god i need to hit the gym like i'm gonna holiday whereas um now's the first time now's the first time where i'm planning holidays mm-hmm. and i'm thinking i can't i physically can't take my clothes off bro i physically can't do that to myself so i'm starting thinking shit now i understand what pe- everyone goes through 
Like it is, it's literally all about vanity. The, the gym is 100% about vanity, which is good. Like that is good to feel good about yourself. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. It has like negative connotations, but yeah, everyone wants to be like, as much as the guy who wears just like the thin stringer in the gym, titties just about covered, as much hate as he gets, everyone would love to be in the position that that guy's in. Yeah. It's just the confidence. Like no one wants to be in the gym with like two layers on a hoodie over the top. Right. No one wants to be that guy, but hey, man, yeah, it's it's all about vanity. When you when you when you are the guy who can roll, like walk around like that, then you will be. Trust me. That's true. That's true. You will, you I guess, will be. Yeah, like <laughs> a lot of us react to that negatively because it's like you know it makes you uncomfortable. Right? It's like I can't look like that and I can't do that, and he's doing it because he knows he can do that, and he knows I can't do that. So he's like yeah, he's yeah, putting yeah. his you know right in my face. Like oh man, wow. All right, dude. Um, before we go, we started doing a little segment called the PSA promote, share, and ask. Um, so I'm going to give you the floor to promote anything. Obviously, I'm sure you want to promote the pod, but go ahead. Okay, cool, man. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's that's literally all I have to promote right now. My life is stuck in the mud. So yeah, uh, Shits and Gigs podcast, uh, new episodes every Monday. Um, yeah, man, it's just it's here for a good time. Uh, hopefully, give out some laughs so check it out youtube spotify apple podcast google podcast amazon wherever you get your podcast so yeah man tune in and enjoy if you All can right. yeah guys if you can man check it out um i, I mean i left a comment on one of their videos telling that it's kind of like it's one of the puzzles that's been getting me up you know through the year it's funny it's good Thank stories you. uh james is a story man he's a master storyteller he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> like to admit it but this guy it actually like thoughts. It doesn't make sense how you remember all these stories. It doesn't make sense to any of us, but somehow you just they come to you and you tell them, and we all laugh and we love it. So check them out. Um, like you said, I'll add all the links here. Um, and if you got some money to spend, Patreon, you know, Patreon. Thank you very much. Support the man's. Um, for the share, uh, I guess I'll share something. Um, the last two three weeks have been weird for me. Um, so like you know, there's been a lot of work, school stuff. Um assignments or whatever but like i started i couldn't really sleep right i was having trouble sleeping for a couple of weeks and like, i couldn't figure out what it was um and then i think more recently i think i know what it was uh this past weekend a friend of mine passed away um this past weekend marks three years uh, since she passed and i think it was part of that and i couldn't really figure out what it was until i kind of like, was like oh snap it's actually you know the anniversary is coming up or whatever mm. and it kind of goes back to the whole like i, I like to think that within men, we don't really have the tools to deal with the fact, to even describe what it is that we're feeling. And so yeah. we end up kind of getting into these loops of stress and like not being able to sleep because you can't sleep, there's more stress and it keeps going. Um, and like, it was just strange for me because it was like, I've never had trouble sleeping. Like I, I, I can sleep anywhere, but for this, like for the two period, for the two weeks, I was just nothing. I couldn't, I was just laying in bed and stare at the ceiling and just, and nothing would happen, but yeah, I figured it out. And, uh, but yeah, man, thankfully, you know, my sleep's got, eh, we're getting back on track. I had a nice yeah, little yeah, sleep yeah. last night. So I'm happy about that. Um, dude, yeah. Lack of sleep will kill, will literally kill you. Like it's an illness, dude. Like it's people don't take it seriously. Dude, lack is, of sleep will kill you. Insomnia is wild. Insomnia is wild. I'm doing a course right now called uh, sleep and dreams. Okay. We're kind of looking at um, basically like, neurobiology associated with sleep what sleep means different stages of sleep so slow yeah, wave sleep yeah, yeah. and memory uh REM sleep and all that stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Fascinating, bro. Fascinating. Some of the statistics. Some of the statistics on sleep. Um, Like, I think it was, which statistic did I hear, which was like um, on the, um, you know, when the, the clocks go forward and they go back? Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when you lose an hour, I think it's in the, the States. There was a study in the States. When you lose the hour of sleep, I think there was, on that very next day, heart attacks up by like 70%. Yeah, 70% uh, more heart attacks on the day after you've just lost an hour of sleep in the US uh, than the day before. What I heard was that when you, you know, what I heard was, was that when you lose an hour of sleep, the next day, accidents go up by like more than accidents 50%. as well accidents as well. yeah 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 road accidents for sure dude yeah yeah, yeah. that's another statistic yeah sleep's crazy the science it's a madness it's and the problem is always telling us like you know we nobody sleeps enough people are sleeping like six hours we're supposed to get like eight even like eight is at the low end you're supposed to try to yeah, get eight, eight nine or whatever base level and so yeah man if you're out there you're struggling with sleep man try to get that sorted because it's <laughs> it's not a joke it is not a joke. Um, and yeah, for the ask, do you have anything to ask me? Um, yeah, bro. Um, what what made you want to kind of uh, use podcasts as a medium for this? Um, so I joined the lab that I'm working that the podcast is uh, for um, last March. So we're just over a year now, like a year and a, a year and a week, um, and. In the summer, they wanted to do like a little project to kind of like, um, because we have a bunch of like, you know, more like empirical stuff going on in the lab. They wanted to do something to kind of like engage the community to talk about mental health, um, specifically to focus on youth. Um, and the original project was to actually get people to uh, some of the research assistants in the lab, like myself, into the community to talk to people about mental health. Um, some of the effects, you know, some of the uh, um, some of the behavior interventions, all that stuff that you can do, um, specifically the black community. But then obviously Corona is around, right? So you can't really go out and talk to people. So I was like, hey, why don't we, you know, turn it into a pod where we, you know, bring on people from here and there, talk to them about their experience and stuff like that. So that's how it happened. Um, and I think I suggested that because I used to do a pod a while back uh, with a friend, but yeah, that uh, that got a little too wild. <laughs> my boy almost got kicked out of med school no lie it was, really it was it was wild uh but oh, yeah shit. so but yeah um that's kind of why it happened they, they wanted to do the, um, the initiative it was still called chatting in the city podcast well chatting in the city initiative yeah but then i was like hey we can't actually go out into the community and talk to people why don't we just turn it into a podcast and bring on people from here and there and they can talk about it and they can share it and stuff like that so that's how it happened very cool dude. that's very cool man i think Podcasting is one of the most fascinating phenomenons I've ever experienced. It's one of the, I think it's one of the only times in someone's life where they are talking for the sake of talking. Right. And it's just therapeutic and it's just your your objective is just to speak. Mm. And there's no kind of distractions. Like any other time you have like the best, people. that's why people always say like the best conversations they've always had is when you're like stuck in a car with someone mm. on like a long journey because there's nothing else to do. Um, and then when you take that and then you make it an objective to speak um, bro the stuff you get out of people is fascinating and I think that's like what you said like I don't know how you remember all these things I only remember them in those specific scenarios because my brain is in a position where it's like I'm only here to speak and for some reason it just unlocks other parts I, I, I didn't even know I remembered 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I love podcasting. I, I love it so much. I find it fascinating. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, it's the intention, right? Yeah. If you're stuck with someone, you kind of have to make small talk. If you don't know them, just make small talk here and now, whatever. But if you're with someone that you know, and you feel like you have you you know you have to get through whatever three hours, then like you said, the stories start coming to you because you're like, okay, well, we gotta make this you know somewhat yeah. enjoyable, right? So the stories come to you, and then you laugh, and then three hours are done, just like that, just like thirty minutes over, just like here. Yeah, bro, hundred percent. It's cool, man. So yeah, all right, I'm, man. It's cool. Right, but Thank you so much for doing this. Um, Thank you. Guys, check out their pod. I'll link everything here, the Patreon, all that stuff. Um, yeah, go check them out. I love the pod. I, Whenever they come out, I listen. I just do on the Patreon because, you know, got to support the homies. Um, <laughs> Thank you, bro. Um, and yeah, man. And for this podcast, it's, I actually took two seconds out of my laptop to actually make sure I put it on top of the podcast and Google, all that stuff. So Nice, dude. Hop over there, give it a share, comment, whatever. Um, rate it. If you don't rate it, let me know why. You know, hit my DMs. We can figure out what's going on with you. <laughs> um, but Bye, yeah, brother. that's it. Thank you so much, guys. See you next time. Thank Whee! you. Dude.